guys. Welcome back to a Slice of Empathy podcast. It has been a month. Like many of you, the holidays have just been crazy. Um, there's just been so much going on, um, you know, with work and uh, running a YouTube channel and the podcast and, of course, the holidays and shopping and navigating events and whatnot. So it's just been kind of crazy. Um, so I think on this episode, um, I'm hoping it comes out tomorrow, the 23rd. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that, um, you know, kind of starting in. So I think this episode's going to be a little bit different because I'm going to be talking a little bit more about present events versus past events. So I figured for this episode, we're going to have just more of a, a little bit more of a holiday focus. And I think it's fitting because, again, there's just been so many things that have happened. Um, and so just to kind of sum it up, I think this episode's going to be about my grandfather's passing. He just passed away a little over a week ago now, as well as navigating, you know, the holidays and some past trauma. So it's going to be a little bit of an intermix of, you know, current events, maybe related to some of the things in my past. And the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized I didn't talk too much about my grandparents in the my past childhood recordings, podcast episodes. You know, when I went through my childhood experiences, you know, I, you know, there's so much to condense that I left out like a lot of de- like some like details um, and just kind of focus on what was relevant. I'll start off with this episode. December 23rd is a bit bittersweet for me uh, for a couple of reasons. And you guys may remember this in one of my first couple of episodes where I talked about the fact that I was in a receiving home for a little bit, about three months, I believe it was, and I was released on December 23rd, two days before Christmas, because I was very close to going to a foster home and not going back to my family that literally two days before Christmas, I got to go, I I got, I was released and I went to live with my dad. So it was a bit bittersweet, um, you know, how that happened. And, you know, two days before Christmas, me going back to my family after spending three months in a receiving home situation. Also, this date, it's bittersweet because back in 2013, for those of you who know me, it was it was a rough year for, for many reasons, and I will get to that a little bit more in other episodes as we get closer to that. But, um, of course, earlier that year, my husband's mom passed away, my grandfather-in-law passed away, um, and just two days before Christmas, one of my cats passed away. And that was a, a very tough year because I had just lost my job. I think it was two days before um, that Friday, I had just lost my job, and one of my cats had gotten sick all of a sudden she was only 10 and a half or so and she passed away a couple days after that so it was a really tough couple of days tough Christmas and then not too long after that we had to move um, in January um, not by choice so yeah it was it, it, the December 23rd is a is a bit bittersweet for me um, ironically one of our cats Nyonko was born on December 24th, literally the day after our Luna had passed away. Um, And it it was interesting. We just happened to be looking at um, our local SPCA 
and she's the one. And she happened to just kind of by a string of fate uh, be born the day after our Luna had passed away. Um, it was just so devastating um, at that time because it was so sudden. And of course, for a cat, 10 and a half may seem like it's like up there, but cats could live till they're close to 20. So I, I felt like, you know, I don't know. She just got sick all of a sudden. And of course, our other kitty that we had adopted shortly before her, she just passed away about six months ago. She lived till 18. So when you think about it like that, oh my gosh, I wish she, we could have had Luna just as long. But unfortunately, sometimes things happen. Um, it's uh, kind of sad and unfortunate, but you know, life doesn't always go how we planned or you know, we just kind of have to roll with the punches sometimes. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that because it is somewhat of a significant date for me. Um, but now the December 24th is my kitty's birthday, so we look forward to that. Unfortunately, we found out my grandfather passed away uh, on December 15th. It just uh, went downhill pretty quickly. And I will start off the video by saying we weren't, I wasn't really close to him for a number of reasons. Um, not, wasn't by choice, but I'll get into that a little bit. But my mom and my aunt would be on Zoom with him, I think pretty off and on, or pretty consistently, uh, week to week, uh, for I don't know, the past year, year and a half or so maybe. Kind of talk to him and then just within the, like the last couple of weeks, I just happened to kind of peek in and I had no idea that he was kind of, that far off I could barely understand what he was saying while he was talking and then he started sleeping through the zooms and it was honestly very reminiscent of when my mother-in-law passed away I think towards the end I mentioned in my last podcast episode that she had been in a coma um I think for I don't know if it was a couple of weeks but she at the end was just unconscious and so that's kind of what it reminded me of kind of seeing that I know my mom didn't really want to believe it that that was kind of coming but he was also 98 years old I probably should have mentioned that earlier on but yeah he was 98 years old so he got to live a long full life and I feel like there's just something more tragic about if someone passes away young uh like if they're middle-aged 40 or 50 um you know versus you know someone's like you know it's sad but you know at least they got to live a long life a lot of people don't don't get that so you know i was grateful that he got to live a long and full life i i wish we were were closer he just wasn't close to a lot of the family you know that's a, maybe a story for another podcast but uh i hardly saw him my art skills i had gotten from him or i think I, i'd like to think that i inherited his uh, artistic abilities i should say and so I'm grateful for that. And I felt like we could relate on that level. But he was kind of like an absentee grandfather. Uh, him and my grandmother divorced, which was, oh man, when they, I think they divorced in like the 70s, which divorce back then was regarded quite differently it, it, you know it wasn't as common as it is now I mean the 70s was a different time so like a, you know I, I think it's 
as time kind of went on, it became more and more common. But back then, it was definitely not uh, common. So my grandparents were divorced. And, you know, my mom kind of had a difficult relationship with him throughout her childhood and life and, and whatnot. And he was kind of an absent father in a lot of different different ways. Maybe I'll have her on another episode and we can kind of dive into that a little bit more because uh, I feel like it's, you know, again, it's her uh, place to share her experiences. I'm just kind of going off of what I've been told and what I understand. But basically, my grandfather was someone who did not really, um, was not the one to take the first step in developing a relationship, uh, at least with us, his grandchildren. And so and I, I feel bad admitting this, but when he passed away, I mean, I wasn't that shocked just because I remember my husband's mom going out the same way. And, you know, his age, of course, you know, logically, it's only a matter of time. So, I mean, I, f I think more is I felt bad for my mom and my aunt. And I was worried more about how they felt and how other people felt. And I, and I still am a little confused because I felt like I should be, you know, just devastated and really, really sad. And I actually came across couple of letters that he wrote to me when I was younger, you know, it had more of the typical kind of grandfather vibes like love you, you know, my dear granddaughter, a lot of typical verbiage, but his actions didn't always really match up to that. And I, I don't, I just, I don't have any hard feelings against him or anything. It's just, I guess we just weren't close. And I think part of what I started to feel was kind of mourning for what I wish I had or, you know, I, if that makes sense, if, because my other grandfather, my dad's dad had passed away before I was born. So I never really got, you know, to know what it was really like to have like a, I guess, typical or traditional relationship with a grandfather. I was close to both of my grandmothers in, you know, different ways, they, you know, my my dad's mom was more than just that typical grandmother, you know, made me pancakes, played games with me and stuff like that. And then my mom's mom was kind of more of kind of like a surrogate mother figure when, you know, my mom wasn't always around, like she would take care of me and stuff like that. So the dynamics were different, but I was, I was closer, I was closer to both of them. And, um, I, I felt their passings more acutely than I did my grandpa. I just, I didn't really, and I told my mom this a while back too, and I'm like, I I just don't think I'd really have too many feelings over it. I mean, of course, my husband checked in on me, and he's like, hey, how are you feeling? I'm like, I'm okay. I was a little bit shocked, but I think as like the next day or two went on, I think it was more, not anger, but I kind of wished maybe we had a closer relationship, maybe wish things were different. Um my grandfather, for lack of a better word, was kind of kind of a shut-in. Um, he didn't go to funerals, weddings, graduations, birthdays, 
holidays, maybe the couple of token holidays here and there. Um, but that was about it. And my husband and I have been together for almost 17 years. And my husband can like count on one hand, like how many times he's seen my grandfather. Like that's how seldom we saw each other. And I, of course, wish that were different, but my, he just didn't really make the effort to be a part of the family. Like he would always say, oh, well, my family, my family, this, and, you know, love you and this and that. But sometimes it feels, you know, the actions have to match what you say, you know, it has to match because otherwise it seems like the words are empty. If what you're doing isn't lining up, if that makes sense. I know it's late right now, but, and so I don't know. So I had mixed feelings. I felt like I should feel sad, but I really, I didn't. I think I more was just sad that, oh, you know, I wished, I wished we were closer. And it's funny because I feel closer to my husband's grandmother than I do my own grandfather. I felt, I think, even closer to his, his grandfather more, more than my own grandfather. And I got to know his grandfather. See, how many years were we together at that point? Six or seven years or so. We were together before his grandfather passed away. Yeah, six or seven, seven or so years. So I still, you know, got that uh, decent amount of time to get to know him. He was a very, very kind and, and humble man and and just... Yeah, so I, I think that was the closest that I got to really feeling like what it was like to have a grandfather like that. And, you know, I'm and I'm incredibly thankful. And and I told my husband, like, yeah, I think I'd be more sad if his grandmother passed away because I've known her for more than half my life when I think about it, because I met her when I was 16 and I'm 33 now. I've known her more than half my life. And I think I've seen her more than I saw my own grandfather who lived in the same state. And I think it's just, you know, I just felt it was just such an incredible feeling to have that feeling of closeness you know, my husband's grandmother is 101 years old, so only a couple years older than my, my grandfather. And she always made me just feel so welcomed and included and, and part of the family. And I'm just so, I'm so thankful for that. And even though now all of my grandparents biologically have passed away, it's, that's kind of nice to have that, that connection. And because I know not, not everybody gets that. And I, I think I'm struggling to feel like, you know, I, I think I felt worse over my cat who passed away uh, six months ago, my, my oldest, Kai. We had her, we adopted her when she was three and a half, and so um, we had her for 15 years. I felt more devastated over my cat's passing than my own grandfather, and I know it sounds terrible, but... You know, that's just unfortunately the reality. And I, I think it's just because I hardly saw my, my grandfather. And it's funny, I thought about it because I had written the speech for my husband's grandfather when he passed away. It was back in, I think, also 20, yeah, 2013. 
and his family just really appreciated it so much it you know they were really touched by it and just it just made me feel just incredible that they you know were able to share in the the story that i had shared and i'm conflicted i my aunt had asked me you know if i'd like to say anything and i and i and i did say that you know i'm I'm thankful that my grandfather shared his artistic talents and gifts with the world and had an idea for a picture. I haven't decided at this point in time if I'm going to speak at his funeral. And if I do, I would probably only be just a couple words because I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, and I know my my brother had voiced the same thing that, you know, we just the, the fact is that we hardly saw our grandfather not by our own choosing, but by his, especially when we were growing up, we just, he just never really attended events. He never just made a lot of effort to, to be quite honest. And I feel like, you know, of course, any sort of relationship is a two-way street. Both parties have to make some sort of effort, but I feel like a lot of pressure is put on kids, especially then, anyways, to, you know, for us to make that first step and calling it, call and thank your grandfather, you know, call your grandfather, you know, take that first step where I feel like when you're a child, your older relatives, they should be the one to at least initiate and foster that relationship. It's not, it shouldn't be on the child to do that, to take that initiative in action. The adult should be the one that kind of leads and fosters I mean, when I think about it, the type of father that my grandfather was, it's not, it shouldn't surprise me that he was a similar type of grandfather, just kind of absent. And again, I I don't have any hard feelings against him, but I just, I never saw him. So I just didn't have too many feelings about it. And it's kind of like my husband said, his mom's uh, mom, his grandmother and his mom's side he wasn't close to her either or his grandfather and his mom's side for kind of similar reasons. His uh, his grandfather and his mom's side was a similar type of father that my mom's dad was. And so I know that he can kind of relate to that. You know, he wasn't close to his grand- grandparents on his mom's side because they were pretty spread out. His family was kind of uh, like estranged. There was a lot of dysfunction and, and, and whatnot. And his grandfather and his mom's side was also abusive and you know he his grandfather and his mom's side passed away when he was 10 so he said that he only has a few memories and he just didn't really see him much so I kind of liken it to being a similar situation you know it's just kind of it is what it is you know you just if you don't really know them you know how can you have too many feelings about it so I'm kind of in a limbo as to whether or not I want to say something, TBD, to be decided. But yeah, I think it was just kind of mourning the relationship that I wish we had. I mean, there, I have things that he's given me throughout the years, like his art pieces, which I keep and are sentimental, sentimental to me because I'm a sentimental person in letters and stuff. But I don't know, it's really hard because he just never really made an effort to really be a part of our lives or see us, you know, uh, as, as I mentioned, he didn't like attend weddings or graduations or really a lot of anything, you know, except for maybe a holiday once in a while. Um, I remember when we were younger, though, he had these weird, 
ideas when it came to like Christmas gifts. Now don't roast me on this because wait till I explain. Now he would send money and deferring amounts to myself, my brother, and my cousin. We were his only grandchildren and he gave them more money and his reasoning was because they were boys and they would be taking girls out or something like that. And so at the, I mean, now I just, I, I just kind of get a good laugh about it, but it, it just like, it kind of wasn't funny then, you know, because I'm the like second oldest grandchild. And so I'm like, it just, the reasoning behind that didn't make sense. I just, some of the reason, I mean, like, I just feel like it, you know, if you're going to give people monetary gifts, especially your grandchildren, it should just be the same. There shouldn't be any weird logic behind that. And I'm not trying to come across as ungrateful, but I do think that, um, that it should be fair in there. And honestly, it kind of came across as kind of sexist, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was kind of weird. And oftentimes he would misspell my name. Oftentimes he wouldn't remember my husband's name and my husband and I have been together for years. So it's a lot of things like that. Like, are you even my grandfather? Like, you don't, you can't even remember how to spell my name. You, you can't even remember my husband's name. And this was, this went on for many years. Not, I mean, like when he was younger and there was no, there was no like dementia and nothing like that. Like he just didn't, I don't know. He just didn't really get to know us. He didn't really, he didn't really follow our lives or, you know, or keep in touch. And so kind of, had, you know, kind of that in a, in a nutshell, it, it's, uh, it's been intense. Um, the holidays have been intense. I had a work event at the beginning of the month and then we, uh, drove to the Bay area to visit my husband's brother. And then last week we went to, or my husband went to the Bay area to pick up some furniture for my dad's house. And then of course, this coming weekend is Christmas. So, and I'm still like, I'm like, I'm ready to have all my gifts bought and, and, and wrapped and stuff. But I'm just like, at the same time, I'm just like, I'm really, really burned out. And I'm really hoping in January to be able to have that opportunity to kind of step back because I, I'll be honest, I love, I absolutely love Christmas, but I don't love all the stress and everything else that comes that kind of comes with that, especially if like there's like other things going on. And my, my husband and I even haven't even had a chance to just sit down and watch like a Christmas movie together. We might be doing that like after just because there's just like he's been working a lot. I've been doing my projects and we've had like a lot of these obligations come up over the weekend and whatnot. And it's like, you know, I just I, I'm I find myself just tired a lot. And I will be honest, I I think I've overcommitted myself to quite a bit these last couple of months, especially. So I'm hoping to kind of in January kind of be able to take a step back and be able to take that time for myself. So yeah, um, as much as I don't want Christmas to end, because it just feels like I, it's just everything has been a blur. I, I also kind of want to just relax. <laughs> But I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I have seasonal affective disorder, like pretty bad. It's usually the worst between January and March. 
it's after the holidays. For some people, it may start sooner. Uh, but it's kind of that lull period where it's cold. Not a whole lot is happening. So I get, I'm like, oh, like it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of a lull. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of depressing. Like, and then as it gets closer to spring, it kind of tapers off. But yeah, so I think that's also, it's it's like, there's something called, you know, for any of you who may go to conventions um, and be a part of that scene, like there's something called the post 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 con depression and I kind of feel like it's kind of like the post holiday depression you know in, in January uh that's kind of what I kind of seem to go through and this year just in particular was just you know there's some things that are just kind of outside of your control some things that come up and you know it's just kind of you kind of have to roll with the, the punches so to speak but um yeah so it's it's been it's been crazy and and you know I think a lot of people can relate to you know trying you know you want to please everyone during the holidays you know and sometimes it's just it's not going to be possible and I remember when my husband and I first got together we would juggle like three families during the holidays and part of me misses that but part of me doesn't I think up until about a year, year and a half ago, I really lamented kind of and would wish that we had a larger family. Like, you know, I see big families get together and I'm like, oh, that'd be so nice. And everyone seems to get along and have just a great time. And our families are either spread out or really small or, you know, but now I also I found the joy in just having last Thanksgiving, not this past Thanksgiving, but last year we just kind of sat around in our pajamas each day until or, or during the day until dinner time and i remember thinking you know this is kind of nice just to chill and just kind of not have the stress of being somewhere because while on one hand i'd love to like have like a you know a big family and you know and all the festivities that comes along with it on the other hand like you know, just having like some peace and quiet and just having a day to where I don't have an obligation, uh, which is few and far between nowadays. It was just so nice. Um, so I, yeah, it's, I, I kind so sometimes I can, I struggle with that a little bit. And I remember my mom was telling me how, like when, you know, in her day, like when she was growing up, people saw several different families and I'm like, you know, I'll be honest, like, I don't know if I really enjoyed that because you know, I couldn't be fully present because the moment I sat down, I had to get up and go somewhere else. And so I feel like I'd rather, you know, go to one and just be fully present. And I find that to be more enjoyable. And I also think that, you know, in terms of compromise, because that's a lot of times what's what you have to do during during the holidays, no matter how you do it. But it also depends on the people involved, everyone has to be on board, especially if, you know, you want to develop new traditions on in certain days and whatever, everyone has to be fully committed and on board for that. Because otherwise, it's not going to work because you can't, you can't control other people. But yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I love, I love traditions and thinking about developing new traditions. But yeah, everyone has to be on the same page. And of course, people have different commitments and 
and in, in, in different schedules and whatnot. Um, and so sometimes it's just like you, you come to the realization that you just, unfortunately, you just can't please everyone, you know, no matter how hard you try. It, you know, it's just never, it's never going to happen. And so I think you have to kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes sense, and determining your priorities and, you know, commitments. I think the, this season to me has been a lesson in me learning that I've taken too much on. And I think part of me, you know, staying busy helps kind of is combative to depression because I do feel like if I'm in a lull and don't have anything to do, I think I kind of, you know, and and that's kind of why I try to keep busy during you know, the the colder months, the winter months where I'm more prone and apt to seasonal depression. Yeah, it, it's it's just been, it's been very, very chaotic. And I'm just kind of like looking forward to like having more of that time to like read a book a night because I, I think up until about a couple months ago, I would spend a lot of time reading. But now, you know, my days are just, you know, also filled with just like cleaning up the house and trying to get everything organized and you know, part of me really enjoys it, but also, you know, I, I've, you know, put a lot, had to put a lot of things aside. And so I think, and maybe I'll touch on this in the next episode, you know, do a little New Year's intentions and what I hope to accomplish for the next year. But I will say, you know, I, I didn't, you know, complete everything I set out to, but like, for example, writing my book, but I did launch this podcast, which is on my resolutions for net last year. And I didn't launch it until August, but I already have a good several episodes out and I'm pretty proud of that. And I still have a little bit of work to do on Duolingo and I'm hoping to do that in the new year and prioritize that. And, um, I got started on um, my healthy habits journey and all of that, and I could proudly say that I accomplished a lot travel-wise because I did want to make that a priority, and I want to continue to make that a priority going into 2023 as much as realistically possible anyway. But, um, you know, I got to go to Germany. I got to visit Southern California and a couple of places that I always wanted to go. Um, I got to go to an X-Files convention in New York. Um, we got to drive to Oregon. Um, and then we got to go spend a couple weeks in Thailand. So I, I feel very thankful for these experiences because I didn't have always have that opportunity for many years. Um, I've always wanted to travel and I didn't have the opportunity to do so until maybe the last three or four years. So, um, yeah, I'm just feeling really thankful. We have a couple of things in the books for, for next year, not nearly as many. And, and that's, I'm okay with that because I, I do feel like I need a little bit of a break because I do feel like I do get a certain amount of travel anxiety, uh, especially leading up the trips, making sure everything's done. And a lot of the logistical things and planning a trip and, and don't get me wrong I, I have loved all of my trips but uh 
sometimes it's like, you know, for those of you who can relate, sometimes you need a vacation after that vacation, if that makes sense, right? <laughs> or before, or maybe, you know, like a vacation before the vacation. But I, I, I'm pretty proud and uh, of what I've set out for. And I think in the coming year, I'm going to change up my YouTube channel a little bit. I kind of leaned more into fashion earlier this year, but I'm feeling like I think maybe I want to do more kind of more general lifestyle, maybe do some recipes and, you know, do some like day in my life or, you know, different things like that. Some fun things, maybe try some things, experiment. Um, I did do some art, not nearly as much as I did, you know, during COVID just because, you know, going back to somewhat of a pre-COVID world is a thing now where, you know, there's social festivities and plans. And I, and honestly, I'm grateful for that. You know, it's funny, I'm an introvert, but I dealt with some of the worst depression during COVID and not really being able to have my routine that I was used to and seeing friends and going to work and some of the things that kind of you know, traveling came along with that. And so I'm so glad to have that back. But also it's like the the busy, rushed kind of lifestyle. I'm like, oh, man, having to try and find that perfect balance again can just be difficult. So, yeah, that's a little bit about my year in a nutshell and what I'm hoping to accomplish in 2023. And, of course, I have a few more episodes to get through with you guys talking kind of like a little bit about my past and life story. And then I think, you know, I'm hoping to bring on some, I have a few ideas for bringing on uh, some guests onto the podcast. And of course, if you'd like to be a guest, you know, let me know, reach out to me. Um, Love to have a conversation. Um, So I have a few ideas for that. I'm hoping to um, kind of bring that in. Maybe, you know, as we get further into the New Year, it may not be closer until spring, summer, just kind of, you know, maybe we'll have a couple of bonus episodes, but um, I'm glad I stuck to a once a month schedule, you know, and this episode might be a little bit delayed and getting out and I'm trying to be okay with that. I try to stick to a schedule, but I'm trying to be okay with the fact that sometimes things happen and, you know, and not get down on myself for it. So yeah, it's been... It's been a crazy past couple of months. Um, and for those of you who follow my my YouTube and who've kept up with uh, some of the things that I've like been doing, you know, I spend a lot of my free days outside of work filming or recording for the podcast or cleaning or, you know, prepping for the holidays. And it's, uh, yeah, like I just, uh, I need to be okay with just not doing anything, even, you know. <laughs> um, I think that stems from, my childhood because for so many years I did summer school every single year and a lot of times during the year I had enrichment like after school so I I in a way was kind of for lack of a better word kind of groomed into the hustle culture so to speak kind of like if I'm not being productive in some way what am I doing with my life and I think you know, there's become more awareness as to the toxicity of hustle culture and how, you know, stress kills. It really does. It affects you in so many different ways. I mean, people talk about, you know, what you're eating or how much you're exercising, but people aren't talking about how stress can affect your body 
and so many other areas of your life, your mental health, you know, because these things all matter. It's, 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 you know, they're all a larger picture of your health. And, you know, if you're not getting adequate sleep and if you're stressed out all the time and your cortisol levels are high, you know, it affects you. And so, yeah. And so I'm trying to, I'm still struggling to kind of try and find that balance because I, you know, much of what I was taught growing up was you're like, you're worth kind of being defined by what you do for a living or how much money you make, you know? And so I feel like, you know, what you do for a living, you know, I mean, while it's a big part of your life, I mean, there are so many other aspects that define a person. You know, there's so many things that I, I, I do enjoy, yeah, that I do make money off and, and some things that I do that I just genuinely enjoy that I, uh, I want to be able to start prioritizing again and getting back to. And yeah, so some of my favorite ways to relieve stress personally, um, or even if it's just like taking an hour to say, have a bath with a bath bomb and, or I don't know, light a candle and just, or, and read a book and just very chill moments like that where you can give back. I mean, me going to the chiropractor earlier today was definitely a, a, an act of self-care and it could be a lot of little things. I miss Thailand because the mas- cost of a massage was equivalent to like 15 US dollars. Um, was it 15 US dollars or 30 US dollars? It was one of the, it was one of the two, but it was very, very cheap comparatively to, you know, what we pay for a massage here, a decent massage here in the U S which could be like close to a hundred dollars a person. So I, you know, whenever I can afford that luxury, I will treat myself to it. Um, I don't get my nails done all that often. I usually wait until I'm going to travel and, you know, I'll get them done just so I don't have to worry about things breaking or whatever when I'm on my trip. But generally speaking, I do my I, my own nails. And then, you know, if I see a good Groupon deal, I'll buy a Groupon and I'll treat myself to get my nails done because I generally never want to pay full price. So I try to look for deals. Um, and so, yeah, so like it could be like little things. So I think the important thing is to think about what makes you feel good. And it can be like a little thing, you know, Um, giving yourself a free, like it could be early in the morning. If you're a morning person, you wake up and you just want to have an hour to chill and read and have your coffee, then do it. You know, I'm a night owl, so I get my reading and stuff like that done at night. Um, I like, I do exercise at night as well. I'm just, I'm a night owl and my creativity usually sparks at night. Like right now I'm recording this podcast. It's almost 11, it's almost 12.15 in the morning. Um, But yeah, that's sometimes just when I have the time or when I have that, when that creative muse just uh, strikes me, I just kind of try and roll with it. So that's kind of been my holidays and past couple (laughs) of weeks and months in a nutshell. So where are we here? We are coming up on almost about 45 minutes. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode here because I think I wanted to focus on, you know, some past memories, some important dates in history for me, um, what the holidays have looked like previously, what things are looking like now, what I've been kind of going through, 
So it may sound like a little bit of a stream of consciousness, but I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you get have a great Christmas and a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate. I hope you just have a great time off with your family or just, you know, if you're chilling alone too, that's like totally, that's totally okay. You know, again, I have, you know, mixed feelings about it, but sometimes I, I, I try to, you know, allow myself to enjoy that free time. And so if I'm not spending time with family, I look at it as an, a way to, as an opportunity to have some time off for myself. So if you are one of those people in that, in that boat, use this as an opportunity to get DoorDash, Uber Eats, have a nice uh, spa night, you know, a night in with a nice book or whatever it is that you like to do, just treat yourself this holiday. So if you're spending it alone, treat yourself, spend it with a friend. It doesn't necessarily have to be a family. Um, I once spent Thanksgiving with a loving friend group who since moved away, but um, I have had a couple of holidays where that have kind of deviated from the norm because of work and various things. And yeah, I just, uh, I, I like to try and find joy where I can, even if it's, you know, the circumstances aren't ideal. So I hope you, I hope that helps you guys. Um, and so I will see you guys virtually in the new year. So thank you guys so much for listening. I can't wait to see what the new year will bring and take care and have a happy, healthy holiday and a great new year. I will see you guys soon. Bye.